Welcome to the second episode of The Conversation Corner. Today I'm the host and I'm here with my co-host Janita and I will be giving her interview or 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 shall I say her introduction. Yes, yes. Okay. So, what is your name? My name is Janita Jackson. Your birthday. My birthday is April 21st, 1989. And that makes you a what? Taurus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bull. I forgot you was a bull. <laughs> what degree do you have and what is it in? Okay, I have a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. It's a Bachelor's of Science in Psychology mm-hmm. from UCF. What made you want to get into psychology? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I know that psychology is... <laughs> psychology is... It's really, really easy to get into any field that you want to get in with mm-hmm. this degree. If I wanted to teach, I could do teaching. If I want to go into business with a psychology degree, I can go into business. If I wanted to be a doctor, I could be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever you want to do. You don't... It's, it's a degree. It's like that... That baseline degree. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And one thing about us, she considers me to be a goofy person. I don't think <laughs> I am. So, there's going to be a lot of laughing. We just like to have a good time. Okay, that's really good. Now, what are some extracurricular activities that you are involved in? As of late, nothing. <laughs> the kids are out of school, so I've just been vacationing, but... I like to, in my spare time, I like to research. I do a lot of research. I watch a lot of anime, mm-hmm. as you know. Um, what else do I do? I like to help out. I like to help out my family members. I know that they, they have a restaurant called The Damn Smoker mm-hmm. that is going to be opening up this Saturday. So I am very happy for them for that. Which... We will be doing an interview yes, with them. Mm-hmm. It is an African American owned, established, is it? established, yeah. and owned, and owned By restaurant. Yes. yes, and that's going to be part of our podcast as well. We're going to interview businesses, people that are just interesting, people that are doing things in the world in their communities. Yeah, yeah, just doing things in their community mm-hmm. and give them a chance to to get their themselves out there and figure out what they're about mm-hmm. so be looking forward to that interview which will be uploading directly after this episode right okay now you're single correct correct what are some of the pressures that you face with being single and this is something we talk about a lot okay well me being almost 30 mm-hmm. 28 years old one thing I can say, a lot of people look at me, you know, as a young, attractive woman with an education, Beautiful. and they are like, okay, what's wrong with her? Yeah. She's single. She's not even long-term dating right yeah. now. So, for me, the pressure is, like, to have kids, to have a family, to get her even get married. It's like a rush thing. Yeah. And it's unfair. It's unfair, yeah. in my opinion. I'm just not ready. You know, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want that lifestyle. I am talking to somebody now, which oh, I told you about. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he who shall not be named. Yeah, and, at the moment. <laughs> right, right, at the moment. And I guess, I'm going to be honest, like, with this relationship, I've never been in a relationship like this before. 
We started off as friends. We've been friends since high school. We just kind of got back together and started talking. And just that background makes it so much more smoother. Makes yeah, the transition trans- so much yep, smoother. Yep. And I feel a lot more comfortable than I had in any other relationship before. Yeah. Now, I've been in a relationship for 10 years with the same person. And I always question her about her her status with dating and how the men are just because I'm nosy mm-hmm. and I'm just curious. Okay. What did you want to do when you were younger? Oh Lord. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to be an actress and a singer. Okay. What do you do now? I teach. <laughs> I'm telling you, you would have not been able to pay me to and babysit for 30 minutes. Man, you would not have been able to pay me <laughs> in the past to be a teacher. I did not like children. You know this. Yes, that's why I that question. <laughs> I did not like children. I wanted to be on my own. I mean, I just didn't like kids. I didn't like all that crying. Ugh, it was so annoying to me. Now, I got a responsibility. Yeah, this is true. To mold she, the mind of America. She couldn't understand how I love kids. Mm-hmm. She just couldn't understand it. What, if you were to look back at your younger self, maybe I would say 13 to 16, what would your impression of yourself be now that you're 28? Mm. I don't think I would be friends with me. I, I feel like I'm too serious now. Like at, yeah. at, during that age frame, like thirteen through sixteen, I would be looking back. I would be looking forward and being like, "Oh, she's way too serious. Yeah. She's way too serious." So I feel like I I matured a lot. I used to be really really goofy. Yeah, I still am around the right people. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. I I think that's that military background though too. Yeah, that helped change. Now that. you were in the military for four years. What branch? The Navy. You went to the Navy, so you got mm-hmm. to travel a lot. Yeah. Or you just stationed in one place. You when when you get stationed, that just means that that's your primary station, that's your primary location. Mm-hmm. But you move like ships movement is to different countries. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. So I was stationed in Yokosuka, Japan, for mm-hmm. four years. Okay. On board the USS George Washington, and every six months, we would. Travel, travel. Wow. for six months, six whole months, and we would go to. I've been to places like Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, Hong Kong. Um, there's another one. Thai, what did I say? Thailand, the Philippines. Okay, stuff like that. We almost went to Australia too, mm-hmm. but somebody else got there before us. Another ship got there before us, so we didn't get to go to that mm-hmm. one. Okay, so I've known her since we were like 13 mm-hmm. years old i saw her grow and just go through certain things in her life how is it being mixed because you are mixed with white and african-american that is a good question and i know some of the things you struggled with when we were younger yeah. so how has that translated to your adult life or you don't experience anymore how is it being a mixed person in today's society i don't feel like from being younger, it was a struggle for me because a lot of people believed that I was a light-skinned black girl. Yeah. And it didn't offend me, but it was just like the the location we were into, you know. Yeah. We grew up, we grew up in a predominantly white area. So, 
with that, everybody thinks you're, you're either black or white. That's yeah. just what it is. Even if you're Mexican, you're black or white. <laughs> Color or not. You know? So, for me now, I don't care. I don't really yeah. care about... That's not something I look at. Because the world is changing. It's changed yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially down here. I remember the first time I walked into Walmart in Lake County, in outdoor Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I saw a dark-skinned black woman with a white man. Mm-hmm. Ever in life. Mm-hmm. And that was just so, I mean, I want to say I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And that just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That blew me. Because I was not used to seeing See, that. Yeah. You know? So, But now for me being mixed, I just have to, I, I just let people know right off. So they already know. My yeah. mom is white. My father is black. Mm-hmm. Boom, done deal. Because whether we want to or not. Mm-hmm. I think I personally think it's dumb. Honestly, I love your mama. I, you know, I call, I call her mm-hmm. mom. She calls me daughter. Your stepdad calls me daughter. Mm-hmm. We are family. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like people want to put you in a category. If you're negative, oh, she's white. Right. But if you're doing something positive, oh, she's they black. Claim. Then you, want, you know, it doesn't, yeah. and it doesn't have convenient. to be that. It's convenient to, to put them in a category mm-hmm. and not have to guess and figure out. Now, what is one thing that that's interesting about you? I feel like at almost 30, at 20 years old, I've accomplished a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. I've accomplished a lot. You know, um, I made a decision at 19 to go into the military, which I did. Actually, I got my um, massage therapy license before I actually went into the military, yep, which I never that. used. I got it, but never used it. I went into the military, smooth sailing. After the military, um, when I got out, you know, I got back into the church and everything and started, you know, just building up my life, building up my spirit yeah. again because the military was pretty hard, which I will get into in different... Further like, into uh, the... Yeah. Um, other than that, I feel like, you know, I got my bachelor's degree. I wasn't supposed to do any of these things. Like, from where I came from, I wasn't supposed to do any of these things. Yeah. I was still supposed to be, you know, in our area yeah. having babies. Just doing, yeah. You know, on welfare and stuff. I'm sure that. I would have I been stripping and or selling weed. And her body is banging. She's been banging since I've met her. <laughs> <laughs> She's been banging, no, y'all. I'm telling you. Like <laughs> okay. One of the things that I think is interesting about you, which I wanted you to say, but you didn't say, <laughs> and the reason why I love you so much and I value our friendship, the fact that you have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. you have a spiritual relationship, you're also a preacher, Yeah, correct? I'm a minister. Yeah, yeah a minister. You're a minister, and when I tell you guys, I can call her any time of day with, you know, I know what I want to say. I don't know how to say it. And she will give me a scripture that matches exactly what I'm trying to say. She knows me. She knows her words. She's just not playing. It's not for play. Right. She takes us very serious. And I really, truly value that. I appreciate her for all of that. She's just... How, how did you get to your place of spiritual... I don't want to say enlightenment. But that's something that people struggle with, especially today with, you know, people being woke and... You're talking about becoming a, a preacher? Yeah, how did you Ooh. get into that? How did you... Did a you lot just of wake up? A lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I can say. Okay. Oh, this is a long story, Mo. 
It's a long story. We might have to do another podcast. Okay. <laughs> we will, we're going to definitely get more into it. But yeah. is there one specific thing that happened to where you was like, you know what? Okay, I will I need this. to stop fighting this. This is what I need to do. Okay, I knew I was being called to preach when I quit my job at the Hyatt because I, I was mm-hmm. security at the Hyatt mm-hmm. when I was in school. I was working full-time and going to school full-time. I don't even know how I did it. I had 3.0 average. Anyway, so I quit my job because I was just so tired, like mentally, physically drained. I was tired of, you know, giving my body and giving my time and my energy to people that didn't deserve it. And I just, I slept for like three days straight. And I remember just waking up and I couldn't move. I I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. But just sit there Mm -hmm. and think. Yeah. And when I started thinking, when I started thinking, I finally... You know, I, I heard God's voice. I just heard him speaking to me, mm-hmm. you know, because I was so sad. Yeah. I remember just being so sad and so down and I couldn't, I, I couldn't move. I don't know how else to say it. I yeah, couldn't move. Just, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. There was nowhere for you to make go. It, yeah, there was just nothing. Yeah. Right. There was just nothing for me to do. And I think that's where he wanted me. He wanted me in a place where I was just to sit still, to stand still. So Girl, that, yes. And and just pray and talk to him. And when I finally did that, then I started to really hear him. Yeah. But I had to get all alone. I had yeah. to get by, there had to be no distractions around me in mm-hmm. order for me to do that. So when that happened, I was able I, I knew I was like, dang man, I really don't want to do this. I cried, I fought it in my spirit and everything. I did not want to preach because people are hard on preachers. Yeah, they people are hard yeah. on preachers, you know. But we're people; we're human too. Yeah, we got issues, we got flaws, we got yeah. we got backgrounds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that we're less than that's less than desirable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew all of that, and I saw what my father went through. You know, being a bishop, I saw what he went through, and I was like, I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. So, that is that's one thing that's like in a nutshell. Yeah, how it happened. Just the fact that you that you do have that spiritual walk and you you are on your path and you're still on that path, I think that speaks on a kind of resilience that that you possess mm, mm, and mm. that you know some people and like I said young young people are especially coming up in the ministry. Mm-hmm. They are paving a new way for you to look at preachers and bishops and ministers, and I think that's a good thing. Because you can relate to more people than when you're coming off as trying right, to be perfect. Right. Or tradition. Or tradi- tradition. Tradition yeah. holds people back as well. Yeah. So, it was great interviewing you. Oh, thank you so much. Looking forward to getting the podcast up and running. Mm-hmm. One more question before we go. Mm-hmm. I brought you into the podcast. I was telling you my ideas. It had been at least a year, maybe. At least. Yes. That at I was talking least, about this. At least. This. Yes. So, now that we're starting, what do you see happening for the podcast? I see us having hella followers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's so funny that you asked me this question. The last question. <laughs> this is the best question because we're going to end on a good note. So, I see, I said last night to my parents, I was talking to them. I was like, yeah, Marcelle, she wants to be on TV. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care about being on TV. Mm-hmm. That's her. You know, I'm just there to support more. Mm-hmm. You know, to support that. I was like, but me? 
I said, I want this foundation. Mm-hmm. And she's going to help me out with that, too. We're going to work together to do that. I want my name on that. I want yeah. the face of that. Yeah. You know, but all in all, with the podcast, I want to be on NPR One. Okay. That's going to be... Do I need to write that down? I did yesterday. Write it down. NPR me, One. I got my pen. <laughs> By 12, <laughs> 31, 18... <laughs> NPR one with with over a million followers with over a million followers you guys so tune in what well, we're going to be doing back to back so mm-hmm. the next podcast following this one is the interview with the damn smoker and hopefully we'll be back with you guys sometime next week. next week with hopefully two more recordings thank you guys for listening we really appreciate all that you're doing make sure you subscribe um, follow. We have the YouTube. We have the Instagram information mm-hmm. and the Facebook information, so you guys can see our beautiful faces and see what we look like. Yes. <laughs> you guys be blessed. Thank be you blessed. so much. In our future podcast, we're going to either start or end with a quick prayer from Correct. Janita. Correct. I might try. Y'all don't don't be too hard on me. But you guys have a blessed day. Love you, love you, love you. Love you. Be blessed.